It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, 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 it is the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony. I always tell you every week there is a sliding criteria to how we give this thing out. Sometimes it's like a big name who was really cool in studio. Sometimes it's like a smart person that changed my view on a subject. This week's winner gets it for sheer debauchery. I just had such a good time having this gentleman in studio. We always enjoy each other's company, but we just got so mindlessly carried away. We were debating the COVID origins of all things, and we just stumbled into a radio funhouse that I still don't think we've departed from. I am talking about a former Utah congressman and a current Fox News contributor, the great Jason Chaffetz. Come get your game ball, girlfriend. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Congratulations. Yo, Three Chaffetz, years. A lot of people lost it money. It seemed in- like eight years, but yeah. <laughs> a lot of people lost money in Vegas uh, on us lasting three, including The over-under? Yeah, we yeah. had the under a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. You know, the pandemic kind of carried us. They, he's like, well, we can't really hire anybody else. So uh, we got that first year under our belt. But you're right to say, when you joke it for like eight years, don't you feel like since COVID hit our shores, we are living in dog years now? Yeah. In terms of the length of everything? No, everything. It's like... COVID is its own decade. It's like, it really is. It's so funny because like the actual baptism of this radio show started March 9th, 2020. Good timing, Jimmy. (laughs) It's so funny because it's literally called Fox Across America. And, you know, one of the motivations for this, aside from having a generic name, so if you get rid of me, they can just slap another name on it, which I respect. That's business. I get it. Okay, you're an unproven talent. It doesn't bother me. But the point is also it works because it's across America. We got this comedian. He's going to go across America. And we spent the first, like, two years, like, locked in the house. It was amazing. Uh, But, yes, the idea that this show was kind of born into – You know, they say in horse racing, you've got to be a mutter to be a successful horse, meaning you've got to be able to run on a sloppy track. We have never known a dry track in the history of the show. COVID was the launch of the show, which became the George Floyd riots, which became the 2020 election, which pretty contentious to this day in some circles, uh, which spilled into more insanity. We had Afghanistan. We had new COVID variants. We've had everything in between. I don't know that I've ever gotten on the air and been like, ah, what a mellow, easy day today. Yeah, but that's a reflection of America. Yes. And, And by the way. I did see this interview with Bob Newhart, one uh-huh. of the greatest comedians yes. ever. My book. I loved it. And they asked him, he said, you know, you had the Bob Newhart show. Then you had Bob Newhart. Then you had another. He's like, well, yeah, I had to have my name in the title because that way they couldn't fire me. <laughs> so you're telling me I should have fought for my name in the title. I didn't, Nobody I didn't can care. pronounce your last name. <laughs> Box across the, but Jimmy Falia. Jimmy Faye is here. Jimmy, Jimmy. Fyla. Uh, just Fyla. say it fast enough. Jimmy Fayla's in the house. Jason Chaffetz is here with him. Uh, Listen, man, uh, we were celebrating our three-year accolade, but there are other accolades being given out right now as we speak, including Women of the Year awards to men. (laughs) I I don't even know what to do with this one. It's so crazy to me. It kind of writes itself, doesn't it? It does. Everyone says, oh, it must be a great time to be a comedian. I'm like, but it's not, because the hardest thing to do, okay, is to make fun of things that are already funny. You dig? Right. So it actually, this is the challenge. I know how to do it because I'm a joke writer. You can work it out. But the jokes, the frustration of living in this era is the jokes have no shelf life. 
because something stupid is going to happen again in three hours. So you're operating on a patient that's dying at midnight no matter how good of a surgeon you are. <laughs> that's the biggest argument. But did you ever think you'd see a day where the first lady was giving a man an award for being a woman? In the, in the White House! In the White House! I just, there's some things I just look at and I just don't understand. But there wasn't a woman who's been a woman her whole life yeah. to, that they could recognize. Day. On women's International Women's. And a lot of these other people had amazing stories. Oh, of course. Totally eclipsed by this story. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, seriously? Like, what's the opportunity cost here? We, we, all the things going on in the world. Mm -hmm. We got a guy who's in... A U.S. Uh, naval officer who's incarcerated in Japan. We couldn't yeah. be working on that. No, Secretary no. Blinken has to be over no. there patting this Argentine <laughs> I, or wherever. This but that's person the insult. Yeah. Is that is that there isn't a woman, like an actual biological woman, out there that rose to the occasion of Woman of the Year? Well, we're, why would that is International Women's Day now is Halloween. Well, I'm waiting it, for the International Man's Day. Mm. And and I wonder, I wonder what dude they're gonna pick. To, <laughs> can I nominate you? Uh, yo, I would love to be nominated for International Man's Day because I am the gold standard of what every man should be. Like kind of chubby but reasonable. You know what I mean? Well, it's not not what you so could fat be, but that I'm dragging is. down your yes. vacation. You know, but fat enough that you're not gonna feel self conscious around me. You know. A minimal amount of talent enough to get by. Like, I'm making a contribution to society, but not the kind that's, like, demoralizing the people around me. Like, my, like, for real, the weapons-grade mediocrity I possess, it's so relatable and potent. I, I actually, I want the award. I think you'd be I a, want the award. You'd be that? a strong no dominate. You'd be a strong <laughs> nomination. The only problem is I don't have a biological women's setup, so they're probably not going to give me man of the year. <laughs> I don't have fallopian tubes, so I probably ain't eligible in the eyes of the White House. Not, not in the Biden administration, brother. That's <laughs> crazy. Jason Chaffetz is in the house. He's holding it together. He's holding me together because I'm a wreck, right? I'm a big wreck. I'm a bag of cats right now over this one. And uh, what I think it comes back to, this is what I think is going on. I think we're dealing in like a manufactured civil rights movement. You know, we had women's rights. Now we have I'm pretending to be a women's rights. Okay. Right. And I think the reason they utilize this, and because none of us, none of us have ever said they don't have the right to feel included or safe or welcome in our society. We've just said this seems to be happening at the expense of women. But they're able to characterize that as some type of bigotry, as some type of transphobia, and I think it allows them to leverage it politically as, hey, vote for us and don't be like those transphobes. It's kind of like what they do with the race card. Do you see that on any level? No, I see that on lots of levels. Okay, you know, okay. I, the, the um, Rob O'Neill, you know, the guy yeah, yeah. who took out Osama bin Laden. Laden. Yeah, yeah, you know, Navy mm -hmm. SEAL, pretty accomplished uh, yeah, guy. Yeah. He's done a lot of good in this world. And he made the point, and it's always stuck with me. He said, you know, the Chinese, the Russians, others, they're trying to figure out how to kill and destroy America. Yeah. We're trying to figure out which bathroom everybody goes in. <laughs> so That's true. what our military spending time. What was it? Yo. And I'm going to get the number wrong, but it was something like 2 million hours worth of training for the sensitivity instead yeah. of working on maybe push-ups. Imagine, imagine we're going to battle with tanks that have hate has no home here stickers on the back of them. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're drone striking a wedding with a with a sticker that says coexist on the drone. <laughs> like what? What is can happening? We, can we just all get along? Oh, yes. it's crazy, Jason Chaffetz. But he's right. Like in that, we're fighting the wrong battles. Yeah. But they're politically viable battles for the left because they get to stifle I us. I never thought we'd even entertain for more than a few hours this idea 
that a man can compete in women's sports and just dominate, like swimming. It's <laughs> like seriously. And, and this is where it's a scam. Okay, one, it's a scam because I'm. I was telling Hannity this last night. I'm like, I'd actually be in favor of it if I could bet on it in Vegas. Yeah. You know how much money I, I would make that. off Leah Thomas? I saw. I'd be printing money right now. But yeah, like, how do we not acknowledge that's a scam? But now we're being told there's something wrong with us for acknowledging that that's a scam. But my pushback on that is that you don't have one story, not one of a biological woman right. entering men's sports and breaking all the records. Why? Because it's not happening. And that's the frustration. No, it, I just feel for these young women. Or like, mm -hmm. they're, they're doing, they're competing, they're having all these experiences, and then all of a sudden some dude shows up and puts on a leotard and says, hey, yeah. scoot over. Yeah, how about that? You know? But, I heard somebody talking about, hey, let's put LeBron James in the WNBA. You, know, <laughs> you want to have actually somebody show up and watch the game? <laughs> and they would win. Yeah, scoring 150 a game. Well, listen, in, in the woke reboot of Rocky, Mr. T changes his name to Mrs. T and fights Adrian. <laughs> and ain't nobody betting Adrian. Fights Adrian? <laughs> yeah, nobody. We wouldn't fight Rocky. He'd be, he'd be Mrs. T now. And now you got to fight Mrs. T. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? Rocky had a hard enough time on his own. I don't even he think lost they'd to use, him once. I don't think they would use the Mrs. I don't think they would. Mi <laughs> Mr. T, they should go to Zier T. Zier T. You <laughs> <laughs> don't even know. Jason Chavitz. Well, listen, I want to talk strategy for a second. Uh, my, you know, when I when I talk politics, as a guy with a sports background, I'm just doing sports talk radio. Like I like to talk like who's winning, who's losing, why right. I think they're executing well. I think DeSantis is running a good play in Florida in that he had this event yesterday where they aired the content in some of these children's books he's being accused of banning, and the content was so graphic the TV stations couldn't show it. Yeah. So if a news station that will show you fatal bank robberies and battlefield footage, okay, actual war footage. Can't show you what's in these children's books. Has he not made his point successfully? Oh, he, he will continue to drive this home because he's absolutely right. Yep. If you read these aloud, mm -hmm. they're not going to allow them in the school board meetings. They're yeah. certainly not going to put them on television. Yeah. And you're going to want to have the kids and anybody with any sort of decency walk out. But this is the craziness that's happening. I love that Ron DeSantis has the guts to actually do this as the governor. Yeah, he's not being shamed out of doing it. Because what they no. do is they label this, again, as some type of bigotry or you know yeah. BS or Mussolini is that crazy historian Michael Beschloss on MSNBC yeah. said he's a mini Mussolini. You know, well, listen, I, I got to be honest with you. Mussolini does pretty much all of his existence wrong. But if Mussolini was on the side of banning porn in kindergarten, <laughs> I got to go. I got to circle gets a square. If this is Hollywood squares. <laughs> I missed that show. Fascist squares. Let's go to Mussolini for the block. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm with Mussolini. I never thought I'd say that. But here I am. Okay. It's so stupid. But that's where I honestly, the fact that he can articulate that pushback without being baited into like calling one of the reporters fat and making it a side right. skirmish his his discipline like the command of his pitches i think gives him a long-term advantage over trump now this can go in a million ways because trump is also capable of throwing a devastating knockout punch like at the first presidential debate of 2016 when Megyn Kelly famously said, you've called women pigs and dogs and slobs, and he said, only Rosie O'Donnell. And that brought down the House. And he won the right. debate based on a Rosie O'Donnell joke. So I have no idea where it's going to go. But I do think it's a big advantage for DeSantis long term over even a Democrat 
knowing that so many of these arguments descend into character assassinations as, a, as opposed to substantive debates, do you think he has the ability to stay substantive? Because if he does, I think people are on his side. I, I, I think he's taking on these issues that people care about and they get. that mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you don't have to explain this to me, but I'm glad you're highlighting it. And uh-huh. he avoids taking debate and making it personal and devolving into yeah. some name-calling. Like, look at what's going on with uh, Novak to Djokovic, Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so here's Ron DeSantis saying, wait a sec, we have the biggest tennis tournament in the world happening in Miami. Yeah. You've got a guy who won't take the vaccine, but he's <laughs> that one of the healthiest people on the planet. By the way, in Miami. Yes. Do you know how many viruses are floating around South Beach on a Friday night? <laughs> Like, come on, man. You really need another prophylactic in, measure in, in place? Miami. You know, you give anybody an excuse to word, you use the word prophylactic, and I'm going to grab it. So, Listen, defense wins championships. But if you're hanging out in Miami tonight, COVID ain't what you're watching out for. I'm just telling you because I care. We're talking to Jason Chaffetz. You bring up the vaccine. I saw the Redfield testimony. I know. <laughs> that went downhill. I thought I had a good example. That went downhill fast. <laughs> Stick with me, because we are talking about COVID and the origins. <laughs> and we saw Redfield yesterday, and I saw Rand Paul on with Martha yesterday. Basically, you know, Fauci was engaged in an exercise in, like, you know, um, ass covering for all intents and purposes. Yeah, that's a good Because term. they didn't want any culpability in the origins of this virus. But in theory— by trying to cover up the lab leak idea, and it seems as if he might have even um, distilled a couple of bucks and motivated people to write papers saying it didn't happen yeah. in a lab, which nine is million. pretty dead. With a little nine million to write a term paper here or there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've paid people to write term papers. Listen to my vocabulary. <laughs> but the point is that seems pretty steep. Okay, but stick with me. On some level, he almost denies us the ability to combat a future pandemic and even this one. Yeah. Because we weren't fighting what we knew to be the real type of virus, meaning there's a difference between a synthetic virus and a natural virus. So did he not, on a small scale, Jason Chaffetz, uh, deny the world, mankind, people kind, if Justin Trudeau is listening, yes. a fair fight against the virus? Well, this is the, the concern. You know, yeah. We as a nation, we're different because we are self-critical, and mm-hmm. that's how you figure things out so you don't make the same mistake. This killed hundreds of thousands of people. It took our vulnerable parts of our population, our elderly seniors, and we went through all this hell. And then guess what? The Democrats, I think it was malpractice, for uh-huh. two years didn't even ask a question. Nothing. Not a hearing uh, on the origins of COVID. And so now you start to peel that back and, oh, my goodness. Oh, hey. Look at these documents. <laughs> look at the evidence. Follow the science. That's <laughs> so true. And it's like... It was understood. Like, this is where, like, you know, politics have denied us common cause. We've gotten to such a hyperpartisan place yeah. that, you know, COVID, we recognize, affects you whether you're Republican or Democrat. It doesn't know who you voted for. Like, it's an advanced right. virus. They made it, but they didn't make it that advanced. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't know you voted for. So it was common cause in the sense that we should have just dealt with it as a people and moved on. But there were so many pretend battle lines drawn because it was an election year. One of the mo- the most absurd ones was saying it was the Wuhan coronavirus. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I have a montage I play on the show. It's two minutes long of every media outlet. Let me give you 10 seconds of this. Just give me 10 seconds of this. this is ins- I-, I won't play the whole thing, but just listen to this. This is uh, The Wuhan coronavirus has now surpassed the 2003 SARS outbreak and the number of lives it's claimed. They're under quarantine out of concern that passengers and crew were exposed to the Wuhan huh. coronavirus. And this breaking news just uh. into CNN, the official oh. death toll 
from the Wuhan coronavirus in China. Oh, oh, this this just in to CNN. CNN is the worst. Maybe so, but stick with me. (laughs) (laughs) But stick with me. Okay, they drew an imaginary battle line and said, oh, it's racist to call it the Wuhan coronavirus. You got to stop doing that. It's xenophobic. But they were doing it. Yeah. And then we just pretended they did it. That stuff drives me crazy. No, when they co-opt the language like this yeah. and try to spin it and then create battle lines in your right and yeah. divide America. But it divides it divides us and it denies us a fair fight. And it's the ironic thing is they were actually right back then. Yeah, of course and they were. And then they got away from it. They said, wait, 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 they wait, wait, away wait, from it. Do that. And yeah. the best part really quick is like. I know why they were doing it. They were, it was politically motivated. Okay, they didn't believe it, but I, that it was leading to hate crimes. But they were trying to link it to a spike in hate crimes here in New York City that were being um, committed by homeless people on the subway. The guy who lives in the Penn Station's men's room is not watching White House COVID briefings. He's just he's not. Okay, he doesn't. They don't have. I don't get cell phone reception, let alone cable in Penn Station. But that's what they tried to run this. Oh, we didn't have two extra people get mugged this week because he said Wuhan. And that's where politics has really corrupted, I think, common cause. So I'm not running for any office to save the world from this because there's a background check. Yeah, but that you I can't have pass. a pen. No, what are you talking about? You got a pending. <laughs> You're running <laughs> International Man's Day. You better year. get your campaign together. I'll help you. And that is going to do it for the Fox Cross America Game Ball presentation ceremony. If you're watching this or listening on a Saturday, check me out on the Dan Bongino Show Saturday night. If not, I need those ratings on America's Newsroom Monday morning. I will, of course, be hosting the Greg Gutfeld Show Monday night as well. But whatever you're doing with your time, have the best weekend allowable by law. And your radio buddy will see you right back here on Monday. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.